Welcome to the Jesus Never Ran podcast, where we focus on taking time in this life to make a difference in this world. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Let's take a walk. This week, we hear from motivational coach, speaker, and author, Michelle Gibson. Don't be afraid to pursue your dream. You were designed to do something great for someone else and that your little piece of this puzzle helps every one of us create this amazing tapestry of helping people live their best life. Staying healthy is unbelievably important when you're trying to make a difference in this world, but it is hard to stay motivated by yourself, and let's be honest, who likes driving to the gym to work out around a bunch of strangers? This is where TDH Virtual comes in yoga and dance classes right from your house with the support of a virtual community. Truly the best of both worlds. Good news, if you want to jump on board right now for your free trial, you will lock in your early bird rates. So don't wait. Go to www.thedancinghouse.com and get started today. About a week ago, I was in the middle of Ohio speaking to a group of high school students. Now I was there with an organization called Rachel's Challenge, and what we do is we share the story of Rachel Scott. Rachel was the first kid that was killed at the Columbine shootings in 1999. So it's a very emotional story. It's about loss. It's about how to respond to loss and how to make our lives matter and treat one another with kindness. Now, a couple of weeks before I headed out there, I got a note from the teacher that was in charge of the assembly. And she informed me that two boys, two senior boys had died in a car accident. So we obviously knew that this was going to be a very emotional room just because of what we're going to be talking about. Now, there's an organization that we help start at the school called a four club that stands for Friends of Rachel. And it's kids that want to make a difference in their school and do different things to show kindness and purpose to other kids in their school. Their teacher, before the juniors and seniors came in, had them dispersed in the auditorium. So before any of the juniors and seniors walked in, there was just kids kind of spattered throughout the entire auditorium. Towards the end of the assembly, it starts getting really emotional. And I can hear verbal sobbing from in the entire assembly. I mean, it is, it is really, really something. Now, these kids that were dispersed in the auditorium all had Kleenexes in their pockets. And they were all ready to put their hands on those who were struggling or to hug them or just to let them know that they were there. And let me tell you, it was one of the most beautiful things I've seen in a long time. Just kids reaching out to kids, kids caring for kids. And it was so powerful and so beautiful and so emotional. And so as we get into the new school year here, I just wanted to share that story as a reminder that our kids are amazing and that kids truly can make a difference in this world. And I was just so honored to be a part of that. Now, the person that we're featuring today, Michelle Gibson, she is also a speaker for Rachel's Challenge. And the way I describe her is that she's a standout amongst standouts. When I first started uh, with Rachel's Challenge, I was surrounded by all these people that are incredible. But in the midst of all of them was Michelle Gibson, and she is something else. 
So let me introduce you to Michelle Gibson. Well, my name is Michelle Gibson, and I am originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, and now reside in the Nashville, Tennessee area. And I am a business strategist, and I call myself the unstoppable coach because I love to help people to discover their greatest unstoppable lifestyle and help them to get unstuck. And that journey has um, taken me to places where I get to be around some of the most amazing people who don't yet know that they are truly amazing and help them to uncover who they are and really embrace it. That absolutely defines Michelle, just the type of person that whoever she sees, whoever she's with, she is constantly trying to draw greatness out of them. She's not interested in talking small talk. She doesn't care how the weather is. She certainly doesn't care what's going on in the sports world. She wants to get to your soul. She wants to get to the deepest part of your being so she can just draw out that greatness. And of course, Michelle is a family person. And so here's a little bit about her family. Certainly. So my family, like my um, amazing husband is Curtis Gibson, and we have just celebrated 23 years of marriage. <laughs> and we've been together for 28 years. We are college sweethearts, as they say. Um, I took one look at him, and I knew he was the one. And he took one look at me, and he says, wow, there's another girl, but I wasn't that one. But it took me probably about a good two weeks, and then we were on the right track, and everybody was in one accord, right? Well, from that amazing marriage, we have two beautiful daughters, Cheyenne and Cece. Cheyenne is a 20-year-old um, senior, no, junior at Alabama State University, double major in music, performance, and education, and she's a opera singer. And then my youngest is Shawnee, but we call her Cece Gibson, and she is a senior in high school who wants to be a nurse when she graduates college. And we have a little doggy named Cooper. Now, Michelle is the type of person that when she has a dream, she's going to make it happen. And that is even true within her family. So when she met her now husband, I don't know if you caught that, but he wasn't interested in her right away. But she just kept after him, and it only took her about two weeks. And next thing you know, they're married still to this day. Such a cool story. Now, Michelle, like so many people, went to college. She tried many different avenues, not really knowing what to do with her education and experience. And like so many stories, she found inspiration in the most unassuming place. I took a job um, at State Farm Insurance as a claims adjuster. <laughs> and I've worked for five years in that moving throughout the company, which I really did like. But I ended up having this epiphany when I had to work a claim where a family, a husband and wife, they were the same age as my parents. They had the same amount of children as my parents. And they were tragically killed in an accident by a student who was coming home from college who fell asleep and crossed a double line. And for me, talking to that family, it was like, I could pay them all the money in the world from the claim, but I could not bring their parents back. And I felt like I just wasn't making the difference that I wanted to make because they would never be set right. And so as I began to, I'm a person of faith, and so as I began to pray about it, I just really felt strongly like I was supposed to get out of corporate America and to go into higher education, which was the best decision because it really kind of went with a lot of my degrees and, and my passion for helping make significant change. Inspiration will find you 
if you keep your eyes open for it. Now, Michelle was just working a normal job that she liked just fine, and then all of a sudden, everything changed because of this one situation. So when our perspective changes, everything changes. This is an important point because many of our listeners are unhappy in their current situations but are not sure what the next step is. Well, maybe the next step is to just keep your eyes open for the thing in your current reality that will change your perspective and move you in a different direction. Now from here, Michelle started working in higher education, something she enjoyed a great deal. She moved her family to Nashville, but she wasn't quite in the right place just yet. It started hitting me that I needed to get out of the university setting in order to make the most effective change that I could and work for myself, not by myself. So 10 years ago, I started a company called Gibson Consulting and Entertainment Group. And with that company, it's a motivational speaking company and a um, success coaching company as well as a production company. So we've been working that for about 10 years. Don't miss that point. This is exactly where I found myself not too long ago. Often you have to let go of where you are to get where you wanna be. It's hard to start your dream when you are still in your current situation. It'll often just become a hobby. Now, don't hear that as the honest truth that that's absolutely the way to do it. We've even heard stories on this podcast about people who have successfully done that way. But more often than not, the people that attempt going at it that way end up just having a hobby that they enjoy and not really turning it into something that makes a huge impact in this world. Most people have to jump off that cliff in order to realize where they're going. With Gibson Consulting and Entertainment Group, um, with the three segments that we have, with the coaching segment, I started out doing career coaching when I went into higher education. And so I became an academic advisor and then a career advisor and then always stayed in the College of Business. So it was like God was really teaching me the steps that I needed to be able to come out of the marketplace and do this on my own. So my first contact, it was really weird. I got a call from an attorney here in Tennessee, and he, he just called my office at school and said, hey, I'm looking for someone to help me revamp my resume, and um, I, I'm really trying to advance, you know? And so I, I said, well, you know, I'm just here for the students, but I could meet you outside of here and just see if I can help you in any way. So I meet him in his office, and he likes what I can do, and he says, well, what's your fee? Well, at that time, I had no clue. I'm like, I was just coming out to help, but it was right then that I thought, wow, this could really be something where I can turn this into a business. So that was two years before I even left um, Middle Tennessee State University. But when I left and started the company, I started out as a career coach. And so I would help people to do resumes and interviews and so forth. And as I began to develop that training and coaching part, I really came into this understanding. And it was almost like another one of those epiphanies where I saw this license plate that said PPP. And I'm like, Lord, what is that? And immediately it just showed up. It was like pursuing purpose passionately. And I'm like, what is that? And so I just kept 
thinking about it and stewing over it and praying about it. And then all of a sudden it was like, you are to teach people how to find their purpose, their passion, and how to pursue it. And so we came up with a program that we started on our own called um, Pursuing Purpose Passionately You. And we helped people to unmask what their purpose is and what their passion is. And then how can you maximize that at school, in your family, in the workplace, and even in your own job? Fast forward from there, we began to train people because once they discovered what their purpose and passion were, we started getting calls and questions about, well, hey, I know what I want to do, but how can I turn this into a business. And so from there, we started teaching our six strategies to help people start their business, all the way from um, product development or service development, concept development, all the way over to having an exceptional launch that really launches their business forward. From there, we started getting people who were like, well, listen, now I'm stuck. What do I do now? And so I started, and it was more ladies at this point, and this was probably about two years ago, ladies started coming to me and more often and like, hey, we love your online classes, but now I'm stuck and I, I can't even start the business because I really don't know how to move forward because I have issues like anxiety or I had a client who worked for Coca-Cola, but she couldn't find her voice in the room with the men that she was working with, but she wanted the promotion. So how do I break through that noise? So we just started answering questions and Lo and behold, another epiphany came, and it was like, you're getting these questions so fast, you're answering, but more women need this. And so I began to write the book called Get Unstuck and Become Unstoppable. And it has all these strategies in it about how to get unstuck and then how to live an unstoppable life. I then realized that 30% of my audience online when I would go live were men. So my husband jumped into it, and so now he's writing a book on un The Unstoppable Man to really speak to that audience. Wow. Let your passion be answering the questions in front of you. That is so profound. That is spectacular. Start somewhere and then answer questions along the way and allow your idea, your dream, and your thought to expand organically. I've learned really that your audience will guide you into what it is that they need. And if you're a dreamer, that is probably one of the biggest steps you've got to find out. And they'll lead you if you allow them to. Otherwise, you'll hit roadblock after roadblock. And I, and I can't say that I've not hit roadblocks because sometimes you have these great ideas and they don't go as well as you want them to or as far as you want them to. And you do have to regroup. But you, if you're out here in this entrepreneurial world, you have to be able to, one, be a risk taker and two, be able to lift your wounds quickly and then get back up, get back out in the game and know that you're there for a purpose. Each day, we are reminded of the role our faith plays in our lives. But does it play a role in our finances as well? Now, for the members of Thrivent Financial, it does. For over a century, Thrivent has been helping Christians blend faith, finances, and generosity. Because it's not just about making more, it's about doing more for your family, your church, and community. Learn more about Thrivent's unique mission by calling Kathy Jensen, Thrivent Financial Representative at 
1662. Disclosures. Licensed agent producer of Thriven Financial. Marketing name for Thriven Financial for Lutherans. Registered representative of Thriven Investment Management Incorporated. Thriven.com slash disclosures. Now, part of what I hope to accomplish with Jesus Never Ran is for people who are considering to take a risk or try something incredible, I want them to get a chance to feel it. I want them to feel it from other people that are already in it. So one of the things I wanted to know from Michelle is what is the absolute best part about what you are doing? The best part of what I do is when I see the aha moment that a client has. Like, we've really helped to solve their problem because whatever their problem is, it then turns into the ability for them to live the life that they desire. And for me, that's one of the best things because, you know, I live by this philosophy called ice people, you know, to work with integrity, to do the right thing when no one is looking, to work with compassion and courtesy, um, even if it's not extended to me, and to work in excellence, which is not perfection, but to do the best I can with what I have. And so when I'm in working on all cylinders, just going, and I actually am with a client who actually is getting a breakthrough, it is the most rewarding thing ever because it means that there are more people like me who are able to live their best life in spite of like whatever circumstances you have the tools to be effective and to live a lesser stress life and a more fulfilled life. And that gets me going every time problem solving every time if you want to get a entrepreneur fired up just ask them what they love about what they do and they will go for hours if you let them <laughs> now michelle continued on and she talked about fear in this beautiful intelligent way that you absolutely have to hear about so many people walk in fear which is really what we say you know false evidence appearing real what if i step out what if i fail and to me it's like so what what if you step out? What if you fail? Because if you fail, the biggest thing you can do is fail forward. And you've heard that so many times, but it's really true because I always say with my teams and people around me, um, I don't want to work with anyone who has said I've never had a failure or who is afraid to fail because then they're too cautious and they will not give us the best of themselves. So if I'm giving the best of myself through my failures that I've learned something from them because a failure is not a failure until you decide that you're not going to get back up and learn from it. It's like when you step out of the game, that's when you failed. But if you're willing to take that issue, that disappointment, and figure out how you make it happen in another way or at another time, I can work with that all day long. And, you know, one of the philosophies of never giving up, and people are so afraid of this, is that I, I have even in my book, it's like, never take no for an answer. I never do. Because I always say every no leads me closer to my yes. And if it's a no, it means that there is another option somewhere. It's just not that one. But I will exhaust everything, and I love people who are around me that do the same thing. But you're so right because so many people live their lives day in and day out, and they're afraid to take a chance on themselves. But they'd rather spend their time taking a chance on others 
and I'm not saying everybody needs to be an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, but what if it's you work in a situation where you're outside of work, where, you know, for a community, you are part of a dance troupe, but you never take the lead. You always want to play the backup person. And everybody needs a backup person. But you're if you're always afraid to take the lead because you think only, you know, the two people who generally lead can lead, then you're willing to let them live their dreams and they're happy to do so. But when you know it's in your heart that you want to take the lead, but you won't do it because you're thinking maybe I'm being prideful or maybe I'm not good enough, you will never know until you actually jump out there and live your best life. Now, we won't truly get a pure perspective of Michelle's life and her journey if we don't also ask her the question about what is the most challenging part about what she does. Because a lot of times, especially when people get fired up and those of us who love what we do, man, we can talk about the good things forever, but we would be remiss if we didn't make sure that people around us also knew that there's great challenges that come with what we do. Some of the biggest challenges that I deal with are the unknowns. So, you know, even though I know I have a dream and a vision and a passion and I know how to get to it. Um, even though I won't work with a person who's afraid to fail, and even though I don't like to work with people who are too fearful, it doesn't mean that that fear doesn't try to come after me. Because when you try to do something that you've not seen anybody else do, or you've seen other people do successfully, and you feel compelled or called to go there too, but you have no roadmap to do it, because you don't know them, you're kind of looking at them, but you're saying, you know what, I'm going to step out here too. There is a level of fear that will come on you, but the thing is, I don't have to give it place in my life. So I don't have to just say, you know, I'm giving in to you and I'm not going to do this. So one of my biggest challenges is making sure that when I see the fear coming on because I'm taking bigger leaps than I've ever taken before, it is really just making sure that I hush the fear by moving. If I don't move, I get paralyzed by the fear, just like anybody else. But the thing about it, that even in my book, I write this, that every single person is unstoppable just from the jump because we are made with such amazing um, inner skills, uh, inner passions, and so forth. But at the same time, we can have an amazing day on Monday and things are going so well. And then life happens on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then we kind of forget that we had this amazing day on Monday, and we start crawling back into our shells of, wait a minute, let me protect myself until, until you realize, wait a minute, I'm stuck. See, the most unstoppable people in the world are people who realize that we all get stuck, but we don't have to stay there. And if you know the tools to get unstuck, it's easier to get back to the unstoppable life you always are meant to live. So for me, it's making sure that I don't allow fear to, fear to overtake me and also making sure that I give myself time and grace to do what I know I'm called to do. Because sometimes I want to run faster than 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 what I should be running. And because I see the end goal now and I want to get out there. And so I become impatient. And sometimes I may make mistakes because I am trying to create something or force something when I should naturally let it happen. So those are two big things. Do not let fear overtake me when I see it coming because it will come. But just crush it with pursuing my goals. But then the second thing is not moving too fast because I want to see the outcome so greatly. I am unbelievably guilty of that. 
wanting to move so fast because I so desperately want to see the outcome that I see in my head. I want to see it in reality as well. Now, everybody I've talked to with Jesus Never Ran to this point has this beautiful, haunting, challenging backstory. And I think the reason why that is, is because it's through the tough times that really solidify our dreams. And it's through the tough times that we really decide what we are truly going to spend our life doing. If this was all easy, it would be so simple to make the decisions that we have to make. But those difficult times absolutely cement in our belief systems and our drive. I remember in 2016, well, 2014 forward, it's been like a really rough patch of years. So I don't want anybody to think that, um, you know, you strike out here and it just goes up all the time. Because in fact, when we started this business in 2008, um, my husband had brought me home part time. And by um, August of 2009, I was full time in the business. But when he brought me home in um, August of 08, by January of 09, I'm leaving out for a three-day speaking tour in Kentucky. And he comes in, and I'm like, oh, it's so nice. You came home to greet me before I leave. That's sweet. And he says, yes, but I also got laid off. Now, now mind you, I just started this business. We had just put all these beautiful finances up to make sure that everything would go well and all that. And then he comes home because the recession hit and everything. It was just crazy. Okay, so fast forward, we get out of that. That was one hard thing that I had to try to trust God for. And I, I didn't get nervous at first. It was just like I really felt like immediately as I got on the road and I started praying, it was like God would say, call this person, do this, do that, you know. And so it all worked out. But it was a long, tedious drive to get from 2008 to 2010, okay. But he never failed us and I had to just continue to learn the rest and my my spirit would not rest all the time anxiety would try to come over me you know fast forward here we go to 2014 and I'll, I'll go back to 2010 and my my dad one day was a really tough time before my husband actually really got back into a good place and my dad he says to me um he says how are you doing I said I'm not doing really good but I'm hanging in there and he asked me what's going on. He was an entrepreneur too. He he was a barber and on the barbershop and everything. And so he, he says, what's going on? And I tell him all this is just happening. And I said, but you know, he said, what are you going to do? I said, well, you know, listen, if we lose everything, as long as I have my husband and my children, we can rebuild everything. I'm not willing to lose that, but I can go from anything else after that. And he looked at me and he said, you know what? This is the reason why you won't fail. He said, God won't fail you because of your faithfulness, but because you're willing to risk it all, you will not fail. And that was like the greatest motivation. And within two months, things started like turning back around. Fast forward, 2014, my father dies and it's unexpected. It's, it, it, he, was, he was being healed from cancer um, and we thought that he was. And then as soon as he had gotten over it, something else came up, and, and he basically um, lost that battle um, very, very quickly from the time that they said that it had spread to some other part of his body that we didn't know. And so anyway, um, he passes away, and I'm, like, so angry with God because I'm like, listen, you said you were going to heal him, so now I'm still trying to run this business, and I'm in a fog for, like, a whole year. 
and yet I'm still trying to go on and learning how to rest in God. This is a challenge that I've had to do. And so then we get to 2016 and uh, some other things happened to my husband's health in 14 and 15, and but then 16 comes and we have this really terrible year. Now here's the funny part about it. While all this stuff is happening, my business is growing. So I'm having all this emotional and family turmoil, but the business is growing. And so I gotta stay afloat and keep my mind afloat. And so um, my mother says the most amazing thing to me. She says, in the midst of the storm, remember, just like Daniel, God will shut the mouth of a lion. believe he'll shut the mouth of a lion. So I started taking that around everywhere I went. It was like, that's a lion, that's a lion, that's a lion. Shut up. You've got to shut up because God will shut the mouth of a lion. And so I, I just began to realize that and it caused my whole inner being to just rest. And now when I am in a situation, I can tell when I'm not resting. I can tell when I felt like I did in 2016. And then I can tell when I actually commanded the lion's mouth to shut up and leave me alone because then my spirit gets at rest and I know that I'm waiting on God. No matter when something is needs to happen, I just know when I feel it and always, 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 he makes it happen. Look around you. Where are the lions? Where are the things that are roaring at you, trying to instill fear in you? trying to keep you from going after that dream that's so deeply inside of you. Shut those mouths. Look them straight in the face and shut the mouth of the lions in your life. A lion cannot devour if his mouth is shut. Of course, we end every interview with the same question. Michelle Gibson, for that person who's right on the edge, who has a dream, who has a thought, who has an idea, they're scared to try it, and they're listening to this interview right now. What words of advice, what words of wisdom would you have for them in this season of their lives? So I thought about this question, and I think I would tell them in simple terms, to go back to school, to elementary school, and remember the who, what, when, where, and why. And the first thing that I would tell you to do is you've got to figure out why am I doing this? And if you're why, I want to pursue my dream because I want to make more money, I think it's the worst answer that you could ever give. I think that money is a great byproduct of you living out your dream, and it will come. But if that is your number one reason, you will not be able to fulfill the dreams that you have because you won't be thinking about the needs of the people that you want to serve. You'll be thinking more about the money. And so money can be a factor, definitely should be, because we all want to live a great, great life and be able to afford what we want and make sure we leave legacy and all that. I am so for that. I love that. But it is never going to be my number one reason. So figure out your why. Figure out your who. Who is this for? 
who am I trying to help, reach, attract, or anything like that? Because you cannot say everybody, because if you say everybody, again, you are doomed to fail. There is no product, no service, or no industry that is for everyone. You have to niche down as far as you can to figure out who you are supposed to be working with. And I believe, and I tell all my clients this, that every single one of us, we are called to help a certain amount of people in our lives whether it's at work, in our families, or even if we start businesses, okay? And the thing is, we have to decide when it comes to the when of the who, what, when, where, why, how long are you going to make those people wait? Are you going to, like, walk in fear and say, okay, I'll do it next year, or I'll do it in three years, but have no plan to get there? Or are you going to just say, one day I'm going to? You know, I was, um, last week I went out to feed, um, serve lunch to at a homeless shelter. And one of the guys there, they're just such lovely, lovely people. And one of the guys there had on a t-shirt that said, even though he was homeless, right? His t-shirt said, someday is not a plan. <laughs> it struck me so much. I had to take a picture of it. His name was Roy. And he let me take a picture of it because that was so profound. When you're starting and trying to live out your dream, something is not the plan. When do you really want this to happen? So that would be the third thing. So it's the why are you doing it, who is it for, when do you want this to happen, where is it supposed to be, is this something physical, is this a product or service that has to be physical, is it digital, what, what is that where, is it national, is it global, or is it just in your city and state, and be okay with where the where is for your beginning. And then how do you do it? Building a plan, getting connecting with the right people that will help you to make sure that your how comes to place. You have to have a strategy. And the one thing I have learned in this business is that I scaled faster when I stopped trying to do things by myself. Even if it was my graphic design, or if it was getting a virtual assistant, if it was getting a mastermind team, if it was taking classes online, whatever it was, I stopped doing it by myself. So those would be what I would say. Know your why, know your who, know your when, know your where, and know your how. For Michelle Gibson, walking like Jesus means getting back to the basic, means changing your perspective, finding inspiration in strange places, shutting the mouths of lions. If you want to keep track of Michelle Gibson, go to www.unstoppableme.com and me is M-E-I like Michelle. As always, when you're going after your dreams, make sure you take a break and enjoy life. My favorite way to do that is on my front porch with my wife, my friends, and my favorite infinity beverage. You can go to www.infinitybeverages.com and order online and they will deliver directly to your door. That's Infinity Beverages, proud sponsor of Jesus Never Ran and Dreamers Everywhere. And of course, if you need a little help getting from where you are to where you're going, go to www.jesusneverran.com and join The Walking Club. The Walking Club is a monthly video series that will take wherever you are and help you to get wherever you want to be. We'll see you next week. <laughs>